Hello, welcome to Boss Women, a podcast about women, comedy and business. My name's Katie and this is my mum, Karen. Sorry, I'm trying to be energetic. I'm trying to. (laughs) You need to move forward. Well, the thing is, we're going to be nice and (laughs) cosy over here. This was. This is the fourth day of doing a podcast in our little shed in the garden of Teviot, and uh, every day it's just got a bit louder and louder. (laughs) And today, hopefully, it's not going to be as loud as yesterday, but. We'll just talk louder, shall we? That's why I was a bit loud with yeah. Karen. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> got that, got that. Uh, how are you, Katie? Good. The sun is shining. It's the third Saturday of the Fringe. And there's only one more Saturday to go after this. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And we've done our problem solving and we're yes. keeping on going. Yes. Are you, have you got anything to tell Nothing us? Nothing to add to that, no. We've kind of discussed, we've described it. There's somebody doing balloon animals outside of the shed at the moment. So that's, that's great. A nice distraction. <laughs> and uh, yeah, as you say, it's a Saturday, so there'll be lots of great things happening. And our staff are coping. Yeah, I hope I think they are coping Saturday. well. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing well. Okay, so here we are. <laughs> are we doing any more of these during the festival? Uh, we might do some next week. I thought we were doing Lynn. Yeah, we're, we have to do Lynn. Yeah. And talking about Lynn, we have a guest here who was Lynn Ferguson's guest today at her first show, which was so lovely. Yeah. Uh, we have the lovely Kay Adams here, mm. Hello. Uh, who is a Scottish television presenter and journalist. Uh, um, I have to just tell you that Lynn, it was a perfectly presented piece, and I'm just. Uh, Kay should have taken some notes. I know. Kay was was the anchor on Loose Women from 99 to 2006, and hosts the morning show on BBC Radio Scotland. And this year is a contestant on Strictly Come Dancing, which we cannot wait to oh see, man, I which I believe has just been announced, which is very yeah. exciting. Welcome, Kay Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thank know, you for coming to our... I have our to say, I am basking in the excitement really? of the sort of run-up to Strictly, and then when I Are actually... You? Get out there! It'll be like, oh, are right, you terrified? Oh, oh, I mean, I can't even describe <laughs> the level of of fear that I have. It's gone into a different yeah. stratosphere. Yeah. Really but you're has. you're fit. Oh, for God's sake, I'm 59 years of age. <laughs> I mean, you know, they've got some. Well, can I just say you do not look 59 years uh, of age? But you know, it's an interesting thing that you do say that because, and I'm not going quickly into a plug for the podcast, <laughs> which is called How to Be Sexy. But I think you'll relate to this, Karen. I'm going through a journey with my age because I've always denied it. My mother was exactly the same. She lied yep. her tits off. Yep. Uh, you know, over 21. That's <laughs> all she would ever say. <laughs> and like, if as kids we said, you know, somebody says, what age is your mum? And we said, I don't know, 47, 54. I mean, she would be like furious. We're not talking about, haha, darling. We're really? talking about, I'm going to batter you. Really? Oh my God. Really, really didn't like it. And so... Was that passed on from her mum? Where did that come from? I don't know. Well, actually, I do know. And it, those balloon shapes are going down a storm they over there, aren't they? I mean, I mean, they are loving them. Um, we should take photographs so that we can put yeah, prove it. it yeah. Prove it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is a backstory to that actually, and a bit of a theory which fits into your boss woman uh, yeah. theme. But yeah. I'll, I'll hold that just okay. for a second. Yes, of course, of course. Um, so yeah, I, I absorbed it. To my shame, I absolutely absorbed that feeling of oh, I don't want to crack on in my age. Yeah. And then, so I started the podcast, and Karen and my podcast pal, another Karen, um, she is very relaxed about it. She's retired, she's loving life, she's got a camper van, you know, I mean, she's completely, makes her own tablet, or whatever you do with tablet, whatever. <laughs> um, and, you know, she just thinks I'm absolutely nuts about it. And she's, she's really made me think. And at one point, I said to her early doors, I said, you know what? I think I'm getting nearly a lot better. I, I've told the world I'm 60. I've told myself I'm 60. Yeah. Ne- yeah. No, I'm not yet. Christ, no, I've got six months ago. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, oh, I'm, I was really proud of myself for owning this. Yeah. And she said, huh, that's just because people are telling you that you don't look it. 
And I thought, Jesus, she's right. Really? Because what does it look like? Like you said to me, but you don't look it. Yeah. Actually, progress would be... It's like, for instance, this morning I was doing an interview on the radio with Carol Voderman. Yes, yes. And oh my God, Carol Voderman drives the Daily Mail bonkers. I mean, they are in a flat <laughs> spin about Carol Voderman because they, oh, I was happy with Carol Swan. Oh, she used to be frumpy and oh my God, and look, she's, she's oh got a big bum and she's got big tits and yeah, yeah, they just yeah. can't, Nonsense, you know, yeah. get a hold of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, she said, well, what is it supposed to look like? Yeah. What is it supposed to look like? Yeah. You know, yeah. you look good for 59, you yeah. look good for 61. What, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. I yeah, think yeah. Um, everyone I was, looks completely different as well. I was so. talking to my um, old school friends not so long ago, and, and one of them, her mother died at 60. And, and 60, when we were kids, was old. You know, people did die earlier. Now we're, we're managing to yeah. get into our 80s or 90s. So I think it's to do with that, and also, as you say, how you look I mean you look but it shouldn't be about how you look no, that's what the I, thing what I, no that's what I mean but mm. you're as young as you feel you know you dress the way you do and you look in the mirror and you think I look okay I hope you do anyway I try and look in the mirror and say that to myself mm. because you've got to and it doesn't matter about are you age. cool about your age yeah well I'm a lot older than you no but if somebody <laughs> came up to you and went hey Karen what age are you would you have a slight beat before you actually told them Probably. Yeah, well, only. only <laughs> Thank I you, Katie. No, <laughs> yes, tell you why? No, I'm. I'm. Absolutely, I'm 72, and the only reason I would. I. It's not that I don't want people to know what age I am. It's they might stop me from driving, or I might not um, get travel insurance, or you know, all mm. these kind of things. It's not it's to do with. It's not to do so with my age per se. I'm proud of my age that I've managed to get here. Yeah. With all the things I've done in my life, I'm still alive. <laughs> I know. It's fantastic. But realistically, you're never going to be able to hide your age from the insurance company no. or the DVLA. No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> no, but it, it is these. It's the same as you know, if you've had breast cancer. You know, you might not get travel insurance. You know, these kind of things. It's travel insurance? Yeah. You're not allowed to travel. Seemingly. Well, it worse. might be more expensive. Which I suppose then takes me back to the other story about my mum. So my yeah. mum and dad ran a business, which they, um, like, they sort of, I say council house kids, I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, regular yeah. working class Scottish uh, family. Um, and so my mum actually trained as a nurse. Her mum was a hospital cleaner. My grandpa, who I never met because he died before I was born, was a miner. So that, you know, that's a kind of yeah. very familiar to Scotland background. Yeah. Um, so mum became a nurse and then met dad, who was a mechanic, and they bought a lorry um, and built up a haulage business over that's a amazing. long number of, of years. Wow. Um, so going back to why was my mum weird about her age? Yeah. My theory is, and we never really discussed it because she just didn't particularly want to discuss, discuss it, it yeah. um, is that she was in a very, very male-dominated industry. I mean, of she course, would yeah. most often be the only woman in any sort of meeting or any sort of setting. Um, and it was at a time that your age, a middle-aged woman, yeah. was characterised as being neurotic Highly strung, sweet sherry underneath the, you know, the sink, oh um, Valium, all of those yeah. sort of casual, yeah, you know, put downs yeah, yeah. that were just part of our language, were part of our comedy. Yeah. I mean, if you go back to yeah, that, very much part of our comedy. Yeah. Um, and Take so, my mother-in-law exactly. Yeah. And and I think you know her indoors and oh, I deserve a medal and you know murderers get less than I've got and yeah. you know all this kind of jazz um, and I think my mum must have just internalised that and mm. thought right well okay if I'm a woman in a male dominated industry that's going to be bad enough to be an old woman yeah, yeah. in a male dominated industry is going to be like Almost. horrific yeah. so God. I would venture that's where it comes from yeah, yeah. and the Holish business Holage business was it a success did they yeah, unfortunately, um, well, my mum, my dad died in 2017 and my mum died in 2018 and between them they had like four years of very uh, poor health. Yeah. Um, having got up to that, so they both kind of got to 80, working full time, still running the business. Wow. 
inspiration yeah. for you, Karen. Uh, don't, yeah, hand, don't hand it over too quick. Don't hand it over too quick. Um, holding it as long as you can. <laughs> I am. You know, well, actually, I'm going to interview you two about the whole succession planning yes, because that was a yeah. huge thing within our family and yeah, it was really, really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Difficult to let go. They Very. found it really difficult to let well, go. especially since, from my point of view, I did it all on, alone. Well, yeah. And you it's your know, baby. I love, I love yeah, my my daughter dearly, and I've handed over most things to her. Uh, probably not the things that she likes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's really hard to let go. Sorry, continue about no. your your dad managed. I think yeah. that's amazing working yeah. into your eighties. Well, yeah. Was that because the succession planning was so? No, I mean, I was fortunate in that because I went on a very different path from early doors. There was never going to be any suggestion that I would be in the family business. Yeah. And so that was a kind of privileged position for me. So I could just be like everybody's confidant. Yeah. Um, but my brother did go into the business. And yeah. Um, I think it was really difficult for the three of them. Yeah. Because obviously my brother wanted his chance and, and he yeah. worked incredibly hard for yeah. it and you probably relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to kind of double down and be like, I'm working harder than anyone else here. Yes. Yeah. You have to, yeah, it's just, you have to prove yourself. But at some point you want your parents to move over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I no, absolutely not. I've moved, I've moved quite a bit. No, you have. I yeah. But it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. No, but I appreciate it's difficult because I had all these conversations with my mum and dad and, you know, so much of their self-worth was wrapped up in that business, which they had every right to be incredibly proud of because, you yeah. know, they kind of come from nothing and built, you know, a reasonably successful business. So it, it kind of was everything to them. Yeah. And it is hard to say, okay, I am the generation that is moving away and yeah. this is the new generation it's coming not up. It's glamorous, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not, um, I mean, but it, you can explain what it feels like, but I can't imagine it's enjoyable to have to relinquish control on something that you've well, I, I nurtured appreciate, for so yeah, long. I appreciate that times are moving on and there's things that I don't understand, uh, a, a lot just changing, so from that point of view I'm fine about, but just keeping um, my way of, not my my um, management style or anything, but the, the, the ethos of, of why we started it and everything, and getting the good parts out of it that I can still get, you know, with the programming or with the bits that you enjoy. Yeah. But do you two ever fundamentally disagree on stuff, like the direction of where it should be going? Uh, yeah, there's certain, I mean, that's happening more and more, I suppose, as I get more confident in programming. There's certain people that Karen might want to program and I would say, no, we're not programming. I mean, I have not programmed things that yeah, yeah, doesn't she's want programmed. To, and to how does that feel? Yeah. Fine. This is turning fine. into your interview. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you can tell she's in broadcasting. <laughs> no, it does, but let's let's talk about you, Kate. Tell us why did you start a podcast first of all? Yeah, I wanted to go back to the podcast because you mentioned it briefly. Well, um, I guess primarily it, it was that whole thing about starting to think about my age mm -hmm. and sort of acknowledging to myself that I was fooling myself yeah. you know I knew that I wasn't fooling everyone else because I mean you can google it for a start <laughs> I, I've, I've since found out since I've started talking about this yeah um that my daughter apparently who's now 20 had a conversation with one of her friends when she was eight or nine and they were talking about their mum's age uh -huh. and uh you know, oh, whatever age it was, I don't know, my mum's 36, oh, my mum's 36 too, da da da, and uh -huh. that was fine. And then the other little girl thought, hmm, I don't think your mum is 36. <laughs> and so she went away and Googled it and came back the next day and said, your mum's 46. <laughs> oh, really? And so poor Charlie was left with, no, she's not, no, she's yeah, yeah, not. Yeah. My mum's told me she was 36, which I had. <laughs> I shaved a good 10 years off for really? a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... You know, like I'm not hiding it from the world, yes. so it's not. I'm not like an egomaniac that I think anyone's <laughs> interested. Yeah. But I was hiding it from myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I, d I did think a lot about that earlier this year. I thought, what the fuck am I doing here? Who am I fooling? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you have a food diary uh -huh. and you have a wee bit of cake and you don't put it in your food diary. What is that about? Yeah. <laughs> I'll just miss that. It's a tiny wee bit. There's no point in putting that in. Waste of ink, waste of ink. Um, so it was a similar kind of thing. 
And although yeah. like my sort of admiration slash love respect for my mum and dad is boundless. Yeah. Um, and it is amazing that they got to that age running the company that way. But to a certain extent, it was because they didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Yes. Because they hadn't had time. They lived and breathed that company. Mm-hmm. They didn't have hobbies. But yes, they had friends, but they didn't. You know, like other couples that I saw, yeah. you know, their friends were in more regular kind of professions and so their job was in a little a, a little box and yeah. then they came home and they, they did, did other things and they went to theater and they had dinner parties and yeah. they had charity interests and all that stuff whereas my mum didn't have that yeah um, everything really was the business yeah. so i think i've come to realize that a lot of their amazing energy and dedication to work until that late age was because they didn't know what else to do. And like when they got into their 70s and they were still very fit. um, They were very fit. Yeah, very fit. And my brother and I would say, for God's sake, you know, you've worked so hard all your life, you know, do the world cruise, you know, do whatever. And they didn't want to. Really? Really? They didn't want to. And... I don't think I want that. Yeah. You know, I mean, I do love the work that I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. And I've got no great plans to retire in any formal sense. But, funnily enough, Karen, podcast pal Karen, Mm -hmm. who has a completely different approach to it all, um, I said to her, oh my God, I don't want to be one of these people, you know, who gets obsessed with the garden centre and taking the dog for a walk <laughs> at a certain time and, yeah. and just life shrinking yeah. and, yeah. you know, just being controlled by that mundane routine. Sure. And she said, but you're controlled by your work. You make everything revolve around your work. Yeah, yeah. But that's more interesting than yeah. taking the dog for, the, but for a walk. She, I think Karen would be in agreement with you. Yes. <laughs> on this well, side. yeah, but I don't make enough time to see my friends. Yeah. You know, I, I don't make enough time to potter about the house. Now, yeah. I know that sounds pathetic, but no, I mean, no, no. I've had a wardrobe that's been needing cleared <laughs> out for 10 years. Yes, me too. I know. And I'm now just going to take a flamethrower to the fucking <laughs> thing. I mean, clearing out is not going to... Yeah. There's places I'd love to go. I'd really love to go to Istanbul. I'd really love to go to Tel Aviv. Yeah. Um, I'd really love to spend more time learning Spanish. I've always yeah. wanted to learn yeah. another I think language. You're in a similar position to that, though, aren't you? But and you've realised that you are trying to prioritise the other elements of your life because the business was everything to you, and now you are trying to travel a bit but more. I wanted the business to be in a good state. To hand over to Katie. It will never and be in a good See, my mum and dad made that mistake as well. Yeah. You've got to hand it over when it's right to hand it over. And if Katie makes an arse of it, yeah. then Katie makes an arse of it. Yeah. You know, or if she makes a success of it, then yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and that was what a balloon pop there. That wasn't such successful, that particular <laughs> sculpture there. Um, that, that old woman really uh, yeah, had a heart I, attack. I know. Now I think I'm never, ever be. <laughs> No, no, poor Karen is like, oh my God. Help me, everybody. (laughs) Can we go back to your childhood? (laughs) Did you have a lovely childhood? Did you have a good childhood? I had the most fabulous childhood, I really did. How many Um, brothers... Uh, I've got one brother, an elder brother. He's three years older than me, so that makes him 37. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Eric. And, yeah, and my mum and dad were a fantastic couple. Yeah. Um, very different from my friends, mum and dads. Yeah. Not that they weren't fabulous. <laughs> well, I'm sure they were, but... Um, you know, very energetic people. Uh, my mum... Well, my mum would always say, and I mean this... I can say this. People thought she was the bitch and my dad was a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is often the way when a couple are running a business. Yeah. Because my dad was very sociable big handsome guy Mm -hmm. everybody loved Duncan yeah and my mum was the one who had to have the hard conversations you know so kind of good cop bad cop but in their world and unfortunately I think we go back to that kind of sexism yeah it was the good guy and the bitch yeah um and I don't know if that still exists actually women are braver in that kind of way yeah women Mm. women can face something yeah this has got to be done and you have to do it yeah. and men sort and this maybe i'm generalizing too much yeah. you know mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, yeah. i can understand why she ended up well dad liked to be liked um and of course my mum liked to be liked as well who doesn't but i think it's an interesting distinction my dad probably 
liked to be liked by everybody, whereas my mum liked to be liked by the people who mattered. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and and that's that is actually a really significant difference. Yeah, difference between them. Um, so, but I mean, in that in that very sort of male-dominated world, most of my friends' mums, um, you know, either had a part-time job or they didn't work at all. I mean, like we never had the tea on the table. Yeah. Um, I. I have eaten everything on toast that it is possible to eat on toast, <laughs> which I prepared my myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- she was never in when we came home from school. Really? Uh, we never went for a picnic yeah. or did any of these sort of weekend outings. So we what had about a holidays. Oh, we had great holidays. Always had great holidays. But you know, when I'm saying we never had these things, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. because they were fun yeah. and like my mum was so different we had such a good relationship yeah, um, so I'm not saying oh I missed out on things yeah, yeah. I actually I would look with terrible thing to say but I, mean, I would look at my a lot of my friends mums yeah. were not the same I think they were boring <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I can remember as I was growing up getting into teenage and a bit older I thought the one thing I don't want to be when I grow up is a middle-aged woman Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because at that time the way a middle-aged woman was characterized Mm -hmm. was petty uh, you know a bit sort of narrow-minded you know past their best yeah god remember that expression (laughs) she's past she's past her best (laughs) oh my god horrific Oh, oh, how? Oh, it's still there. I'm so, did your parents treat you like an adult quite a lot of the time because you had to look after yeah. yourself? Yeah. And well, my brother unfortunately had pretty poor health when he was younger. Right. And really? so my mum, I mean, he's absolutely fine now, but yeah, for much of his younger years, uh, he was quite unwell. Yeah. And, and my mum was fiercely protective of him. Mm. So her. Not that her priorities were work and Eric, but it was good for me because it gave me a bit of leeway. Yeah. You know, because she just didn't have enough time or energy to be paranoid about work and Eric and And me. So she was a bit more relaxed about me. Mm -hmm. um, So you weren't a rebellious teenager? Not in the least. I just had nothing to push back against. Yeah, because you were given so much freedom. Yeah. 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 No, I, I can't even really remember... I think I can remember one incident my mum was pissed off that I was later than I should be. Yeah. But that was out of worry more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I remember it so distinctly because it was so rare. So yeah. I came in late, I don't sure. know, I was 15 or something. And my mum was only five foot two and I'm five foot seven and I'm, I think I had wedges on at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you were Tells you. Taller. And whatever time it was, she was in her bed, but obviously not sleeping. I mean, yeah. she was like sleeping like a cat. Yeah. You know, I was like, Ding. So I came in the back kitchen door, and like before I knew it, she, she was, was there. She was in front of me, eyes going, you know, like that, in her wee nightie. Yeah. And she came rushing through, and she was furious, furious at me. But I mean, she was a good eight inches smaller than me at this point with me and my wedges and I was like dressed and she was I think she grabbed a spoon or something that she was going to wield against me and and she was really looking up at me and I was really looking it down with her and she had her nightie and her wee spoon (laughs) and then we just burst out laughing both of us because it was so ludicrous get to bed (laughs) get to bed and there she was so worried and of course uh, now I might be wrong here, but was it all before mobiles and all that? Oh God, yeah, <laughs> because, my God. Because I got Katie a mobile far too early. Yeah, I, I mean, was I one can't of the first to get it at my school, and I, because I never knew where she was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so security measure. I think that's why most parents get their kids yeah. a phone. Really, but she would ring me, and I would obviously never, never answer, answer it. my daughter's <laughs> like that. <laughs> no. She would text me, call me, and I'm like, she oh. doesn't understand the worry. I was I terrible. I was terrible at that age because mum did gave me a lot of freedom as well and definitely tr- treated me like an adult like all of her friends and was around adults all the time blah 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 but I just would not tell her where I was ever I'd just be like trust me I am safe I know what I'm doing I just remember being so adamant in my head like you don't need to b- worry about me I'm fine and just like oh so when you no, saw her I'm name come up on your phone would you actively look at it yeah, and no, just put, put it, it down 
Okay. Yeah, we madam. Oh, no. We we madam. That's a we good. Ma- we bism. My dad yeah, would have yeah, said. Uh, yeah, so I had a few uh, incidents like that where I came home late and she was like, "Where the fuck have you been? It's been three days." I'm like, "Oh God, it's fine." Yeah. I so mean, I I mean, I felt guilty. You know what guilt? This women's God, yeah, guilt yeah. thing we have. I always felt guilty because I was working too much and my brother yeah. helped so much looking after her when she was growing up, and there I was, you know. But still, when they're a teenager, you just, what are they up to, know. you know? So yeah. what were you, um, I'm being an interviewer again, but <laughs> so what were your parents like, Karen? Um, well, I, because my dad died when I was 11, and my mother had very strong mental health issues, you know, right. she drank Struggled. too much and everything. I ran away when I was oh, 16. Right. So I was a rebel, right, you yeah. know? So you didn't have that positive kind of role model to... No, no, that's why I completely changed my attitude because my my mother and I argued a lot and I kind of became the mother and I had four brothers so I ended up becoming the mother in the house Mm. because she wasn't very well. Someone had to look after them. And she she was one of the elders. I I think it's easier whatever but so like I am, I would say second generation enlightened well not enlightened but do you know what I mean um, <laughs> yeah. progressive yeah, yeah, yeah. your second generation progressive yeah, Katie yeah. Um, so I don't think I carry the guilt thing I mean as, I hate it if the kids are out and I don't know where they are don't get me wrong yeah. but like for instance on Loose Women they talk a lot about mother's guilt and they, um, you know guilty being away guilty not doing this kind of, and I actually I'm not immune to it obviously I'm not but I don't think I feel it as strongly as other women do because you know, I was the prod. I am the product of a working mum, yeah. um, who didn't. Who was a terrible cook, yeah, um, yeah. who shrunk every jumper that I ever owned. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, who was never in after school, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I think for a lot of people who perhaps did have yeah, the dedicated mum, the 1950s housewife mum. Yeah. Yeah. Then and they're not being that. Yeah. Then I think that's where the guilt comes from. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do also think, though, that as we've progressed in life, there is a break in generations that just turn the tables and say, "I'm not going to treat yeah. my family like I was treated." Yeah. yeah if you've you know, had a negative yeah, that, experience. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that's really important that people think about that when they start having a family, yeah. you know, because it's so easy just to, to keep going how you were treated, you know, and it's just not, no. you yeah. know, it does nothing for their confidence or, you know, no. you, you have to let them go out and, and see the world in their own way, it, it, you know. Yeah, you do. It's funny. I was on Clive Anderson's podcast and he was asking me about my parents and stuff and, and ha- what kind of parent I was and I think I probably parent incredibly similarly yeah. to the way that I was parented but oh, that's, right. that's because you had such a positive but that's because I had a positive experience and I would yeah. agree with that I would, I would do the same with Karen I would parent uh, just as you have me, me and give me independence and all those positive things that you yes, gave me. well you haven't had the baby yet so we'll see shall we not pre- <laughs> I'm not pregnant by the way <laughs> But she's just desperate for it oh to happen. Are you? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, my brothers have had three children, and they're all grown up now. The youngest is 16, so I'm oh right. ready for the next year. Well, yeah, I met your grandson the other day, actually. Yes, briefly. Oh, yeah, no, in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben, ben. Ben. He's a lovely boy. Yes. He's mm. uh, growing up far too fast. I know. <laughs> but he is a Koran, which means that he can be a bit bossy and. You sarcastic know, to, sarcastic. to artists and staff apparently because there was an altercation last night that we want to talk about. Oh, <laughs> which I have to slap the back of his. Well, I've already written. I've already written to him and said you better go out. Written and to him. I, yeah, I, I know. Wrote him an email. email. <laughs> oh, to say you better apologise, or else, or else <laughs> grandma's coming after you. Do you know what? That is a great thing to do to a kid. Yeah. Because I mean. My mum and dad would have always taken my side if they thought I was right, yeah, yeah. but not if they thought I was wrong. No, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, totally, absolutely. Mm. Now going back to your, uh, you, you studied politics mm. and economics, economics e- and politics. Economics. Wow. My God, how did that come about? Why did you? What? Why? You're very clever at school. Yeah, uh, not well, phenomenally, but I mean, I guess enough to get in here because yeah. it was Edinburgh University. Oh, um, you Sorry. Want to keep smashing. Um, <laughs> Sorry. 
I don't, well, originally I actually wanted to do law. Yeah. Um, and I applied to the law faculty and they said, oh, we're not sure. Because of my birthday, I was 17. And they said, start a social science degree, do a couple of law courses and let's see, maybe you can convert after the first year. Yeah. That was in the days that the university used to actually speak to their students. I don't think. Oh, they really? I know. I don't so think they do that God. anymore. No. Um, don't get me started on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I did. I did that. I did exactly that. And uh, constitutional law first year finished me off. I thought, Jesus Christ, I can't do that. That's really? too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I continued with economics and politics, and I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's amazing. And and I get very. Well, angry is maybe not the word, but I'm very irritated when a you know procession of politicians will talk about degrees that are useful and degrees that have yeah. you know a, a clear career pathway at the end of them because yeah. I just think it is such bollocks. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah, there a, a career no. pathway with politics and well, economics? I mean, I, I mean, I guess a lot of people work in banks or the finance world or politics or whatever, but I yeah. mean, it's not that obvious. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, what, what it helped me to do was learn how to think and yeah, sort of critically yeah. assess, um, you know, different opinions and, you know, different situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, at Edinburgh University, it puts you in a situation with people you never met before. Yeah. You know, I was brought up in Grangemouth, yeah. working class Scottish, albeit my mum and dad, you know, did well. But yeah. I mean, you yeah. come here, I remember bumping at a guy in my tutorial who was called Giles, I think. And mm-hmm. the first question he asked me is where I hung my pheasants. What? <laughs> oh, for God. Edinburgh University. Oh, my Honestly. God. Seriously. <laughs> you know, and fair enough. You yeah. know, he had a very different life experience from me. Yeah. And that is part of coming to, yeah. to well, university. Well, you learn so much. The learning journey and experience is so much richer than just the lane of the course that you're going on. Oh, my it's God. It's so much beyond yeah. that, yeah. yeah. And, you know, that degree really, really challenged me intellectually and and made me think you know I mean I can still remember sitting in that library up there Mm. you know trying to get my head around Wittgenstein or whatever thinking Jesus this is hard (laughs) you know I mean it was like doing a workout yeah yeah. oh I don't know if my brain can do this um you know so yeah I I, I loved my degree, I really did. Yeah. Katie's uh, doing a part-time MBA at the moment. Oh, wow. At the which, univer- um, Edinburgh uh, University Edinburgh as well. University, which what, what is subject? hard. Uh, business, an MBA. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's part-time. So I've got my dissertation to do in, in March, but I haven't thought about it yet. So <laughs> let's move on. And what, what are you getting out of it? Um, well, there's a lot of... Um, the reason why so I got a scholarship for it they gave scholarships for uh, people in the events industry because a lot of it is like oil and gas people that are like in cor- corporate corporate business uh, but they gave scholarships for people in the events industry because of what had happened at the pan- in the pandemic and it's a lot of like financial analysis and accounting and like stuff that I really needed to have a good foundation of business understanding that I can't as an arts organisation can't afford for the training at the moment so yeah it's just a lot of business foundation that I haven't had the opportunity to learn elsewhere or at the company because there's never in time to learn anything <laughs> you yeah. just have to do it on the fly having said that she was last last week of the festival last year she was at an open, oh God, a, thank God a it was hotel last year, outside Edinburgh year. And she was um, building a bridge out of dry pasta. Yeah, doing all the team building nonsense. Which is very important. (laughs) Very important. Anyway, so what happened after university? What What, did you do? What did you do with this wonderful degree? Did you um, you get an honours first? No, I didn't. I didn't, (laughs) Um, I I was dead lucky. I got a job with Central Television straight out of um, uni, which was very jammy and very... um, very valuable so I went where was Central Birmingham Birmingham Birmingham. Um, so I went down to Birmingham I spent four years there which I absolutely loved did you start presenting right away or were you Um, yeah Um, quite quite quickly I mean not with huge success it has to be said but um, I think my first job was on a children's news programme and the main presenter was an Irish wolfhound. Yeah, um, an Irish wolfhound <laughs> puppet. 
No, a dog called Oscar. Oh my a God. Terrible flatulence problem. <laughs> oh, oh God. Um, <laughs> so I was the second string to Oscar the flatulent Irish wolfhound, so that shows you <laughs> how high up the pecking order I was. Yeah. Um, you know, and the little and un- finally reports at the end of the news bulletin, you know, all of that kind of stuff. You know, but it was a fantastic grounding. It really was. I mean, mm-hmm. I would spend, you know, weeks on end um, writing the weather forecast and the woman who was in charge of that, I mean, it's changed days. The working environment's changed so much. I mean, yeah. in those days, people told you you were an absolute shithead and to fuck off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so you went to the toilet and you cried for a little while and you came and back. And you came back and got on with the job. And Jesus. I remember the woman who was in charge of the weather forecast and she said, right, you know, make it 12 seconds. And so you, you do it and you give it to her and maybe you did it 13 seconds. Yeah. And she'd just hand you it back and say, make it eight seconds. <laughs> oh my God. And you're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Make it seven seconds. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it, like she, would, she was ferocious. Yeah. But the... There wasn't, but there wasn't any need or sort of expectation that bosses had to be nice yeah. to junior staff. Now, I don't think that's a good thing necessarily. Yeah. But I have to say, for me, um, I hate to say that it didn't do me any harm, but actually, it didn't do me any harm. Really? Yeah. 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 I mean, the working environment then was very tough. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and and of I, course, male dominated. Yeah, and I think from what I know of the working environment now, I think in many ways it's improved enormously because I think yeah. it is much more nurturing and you know encouraging, etc. Mm. But there is that fine line, isn't there, about yeah, critical feedback? Yeah. Um, and so when I was coming into it as a junior person, I mean, basically, you would be told you are an arsehole, that is shit, go yeah. away. Yeah. I mean. Nobody would pull any punches. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you did that, now you'd be sacked. Yeah. yeah. And and you should be sacked. Yeah. But equally, as a younger person, you probably do need somebody to say, "Well, I'm sorry that yeah, that just wasn't very bear. good." Yeah. And this is yeah. why it wasn't very good, and this is what you need to do to make it better. Yeah. And I'm not sure whether we've found in the workplace a way yeah. of doing that. that. Balance, yeah. I think it's so important to talk with your staff about what you know, how we would like expect them to act and be and you know when things don't work out we we speak to them and say what we expect you know? yeah it's the biggest thing that I struggle with is that you're you know you have to be nurturing and supportive and caring for your staff but sometimes you get pissed off and you need something to be done and I'm yeah that's what I struggle with most it's about getting that balance right of being yeah. able to give feedback and be honest and without you know upsetting somebody yeah and, and something should be have yeah we should have to worry that we're going to upset somebody because we're just trying to do the best for the business you know? yeah and and sometimes people really cock up badly yeah and if it's an honest mistake yeah you can accept enough, it yeah sometimes people are arseholes and they take the piss yeah so what do you do in that instance yeah, yeah of course and that's all the learning curve isn't it i mean yes. i personally get angry but i might just get angry elsewhere and then assess it and yeah yeah you know, take a moment what what the best thing to do there's now mm. a brass band coming past the shed <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what's happening here um it's the festival it is the festival uh yes yeah, so uh yeah uh where were we we were you, your first job, that's yeah. right. Oh yeah, so, so, so that was four years I spent there and I got a brilliant range of experience. I worked on the political programme because originally I wanted to be a political reporter. Sure. Um, I worked on the general news, just, you know, got a broad broad yeah. uh, spread. Yeah. And then I applied for a job at Scottish Television. Mm-hmm. And my thinking at the time was, although I was really happy in Birmingham and it was a great company, yeah. But I had this thing in my head that you'll only progress so far in the in the company that you first start at because they always remember you as that sort of Young. rookie yeah, yeah, yeah. that walked in completely wet yeah. behind the ears. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I'm gonna have to come away go away mm-hmm. and maybe not but come back or go back to London or you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was my thinking. So I went to STV, I got a job there on the political programme as a sort of fully-fledged political reporter. Um, and I can remember having an interview with Gus MacDonald, uh-huh. who of course at the time was like king of the hill in Scottish media. Yeah. Uh, very impressive man. And yeah. I remember at the age of 26 or whatever saying, well, you know, I'm coming back, yeah, but I'll be here for a year and then I'm going back to London. Yeah. 
but I was very sure of my what a brat I was. <laughs> um, I was very sure of myself, and he, to his credit, he went, yeah, sure, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stayed. Well, actually, I stayed at uh, Scottish Television probably for about four years, and then I went freelance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I stayed in. I've always stayed in Glasgow since then, but um, I went freelance. I think in about 1990. Yeah. Um, and just that was a big move because you know you're obviously leaving a secure job. Yeah. Uh, just to sort of go from job to job, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of never looked back from yeah. from there. It was what I wanted to do. And yeah. I'm glad I did do it. Yeah. And you've done done so well. How did Loose Women come about then? Because um, you were a political. Well, no, I changed that. So I moved that before. So I did the political program in SCV and it was good. I got great experience. But my big sort of light bulb moment, if you like, was um, Sheena MacDonald used to present 100 Scottish women. And then she got a job at Channel 4 and they didn't know what to do with the show. And I was desperate to do the show. I mean, really desperate. I mean, I begged for that. Yeah. A chance to do that, um, which thankfully I was given. And kind of that is the moment that I think I found my niche in um, in broadcasting I yeah. love the debate format well it's a big debate and I've done quite a few different ones of those or the sort of panel type show yeah. that's definitely where I'm I'm happiest yeah, yeah. Um, so I had been doing loose women and uh, not loose women Scottish women for a few two or three years and then I went um, then when I went was freelance. That then? How many years ago was that? God, I'm trying to think. Um, I think Scottish Women was probably 1990. We did maybe six series of that, um, probably wow. two a year. So I mean, that it, was maybe it's, two it's, or three years. It sounds so interesting now because they don't do uh, any shows just about women, really. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of strange when you think it almost kind of bookends my broadcasting run because the show that I would say was my first sort of yeah this is what I want to do was Scottish Women Mm -hmm. Um, and here I am still on Loose Women Um, so I I know it's just one of those weird old things I like the way women talk I like the way that they interact with each other Um, it's not to say that I don't like the way that men interact with each other but I mean to be honest we get a lot of that you know you're not short of um, opportunities to see men interact. I think, <laughs> I think women are very honest, aren't they? I think they're yeah. It's and it's like again, we're always generalising, aren't we? But I mean, yeah. I think in uh, like in a broadcasting situation, you always get this sort of heightened experience, don't you? Yeah. So there's always been a big discussion about comedy uh, male panel shows or yeah. mainly male panel shows yeah. in comedy uh-huh. they're changing of course now I mean there's been a real attempt to make them more diverse which I yeah. think is good but they're set up for yeah. a certain kind of guy yeah. who was you know it was the group of guys in the sixth form common room when you were at school uh-huh. who were the smart arses yeah. who could put people down yeah. who and were very funny totally yeah, yeah, yeah. That. and they might be nice and they might not be nice whatever but you can remember those guys yeah. you know and that panel show game show thing is set up for that type of personality and there's not that many women with that type of personality yeah. I think in that situation the old pack mentality comes in with blokes they very quickly identify who's the pack leader and then everyone else is oh that balloon didn't work well either did it <laughs> it's a very loud one <laughs> jesus you you were nearly the boss in an instant there, the way she <laughs> um but they're jostling for position i think men jostle for position you know in yep. that situation Whereas I don't find that women do. No, no. They, but, yeah, and, a bit and more respect. Another interesting bit more thing in broadcasting, yeah. though, is loose women's on during the day. They wouldn't put that on the evening. No. Why not? You know. Well, because it would be seen as kind of fluffy, mm-hmm. domestic. Um, <laughs> you know. Sorry, I'm laughing. No, 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 no. Yeah, which is just no, crazy that it would still be seen as that. Yeah, it, no, it would. Because, because now women have. You know, they, a lot of them have found their niche. They're, they're, you know, they've got a lot to say. Yeah. yeah. And many of them are quite angry, actually. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, but I mean, loose women, I wouldn't say suffers, but I mean, there's a lot of intellectual snobbery, I think, around daytime television in general. Yeah. You know, yeah, and 
maybe people wouldn't say it now, but they certainly have said it in the past, oh God, it's women and the unemployed. Uh-huh. Um, you know, that would have been said quite easily not so long ago, and some people still think it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. when you think of the changing world that we now have and the way that we all work uh-huh. and the way that we all organise our lives, yeah. you know, it's totally outdated, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so that pisses me off sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like... I I am not a huge sports fan, and, but I mean I, I totally appreciate that football is the biggest game in the world and blah sure. blah blah. But you know I sometimes sit at night with Ian and he's watching football, and you'll get again it's becoming more diverse, but still mainly men, mm-hmm. and they will discuss you know a game of football to the nth degree. <laughs> yeah. I mean the detail that they go into. Yeah. Da, da, da. Now no one would ever stand up and say, oh wait a minute, this is a pile of pish. Yeah. You know, 22, 22 people kicking a ball about. Yeah, yeah. Because it's sacred. Yeah. But yeah. what what makes that really any more worthy yeah. than four women talking about yeah. relationships? Yeah, of course. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. I agree with you entirely. Yeah. Now, before I ask you about the kind of life lessons that you kind of mentioned that your mum and, and parents have passed on to you, I'm desperate to hear about you getting the call for Strictly. <laughs> oh you, did you struggle? Did you? Oh, did you, well, did, what did, you mean, you, did you struggle? To, to say yes or no? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Well, <laughs> number one, I genuinely never expected it. Yeah, I mean, really? it totally. I mean, there's some shows that you think, well, you're just kind of aware, you know, that they're looking for people, whatever. But yeah. Strictly is. I mean, there are lots of people out there who'd sell their granny to get on it. Me? Um, would, yes. <laughs> would you? I would love would you? to be on Strictly. Why? Oh my god. Would, yeah. Why? Because you get fit, you learn to dance. I, like, I love dancing, would love to be able to learn the dances properly. And I would hate the TV bit, but apart from that, it'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. God, it's amazing how many women say, you'll lose weight. No, it's god. almost the first thing that they say to you. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. Um, well, I just never ever envisaged myself doing Strictly. Yeah. I could have vaguely envisaged myself, you know, eating a kangaroo's penis. <laughs> um, you mean yeah, yeah. you were going to go into the jungle? No, 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 no. But if oh, they'd yeah. asked me, if, anyone, if, oh, if yeah, they'd asked all me, I would have, I would have considered it. You yeah. know, there's other shows that I thought, well, you never know, we may get a call for that. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. I have been asked to do some other ones, um, but I never ever ever thought. So it took me a while to process, what, really? What, really? You're, are you really asking yeah. me? And actually, I remember having a Zoom call with the producers, and yeah. in my head, you know, I was probably number 5,000 on their <laughs> list, and they were going through the motions, and, yeah. and it was like, after about an hour, I said, so, what are you, are you like, I mean, what are you, like, really, like, what, ask, <laughs> asking me? Yeah. And they went, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I went, oh, all right, and I kind of, we closed the call yeah, and I yeah. thought, oh, oh shit, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Um, and then actually it was while I was still on holiday that I had to say right yeah or nay. And How I'd long ha- did they give you? Uh, well, we had an ongoing conversation back sure. and forward. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I said to them, look, I'm really worried that I'm going to be a duff booking for you because I really don't dance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not my thing and I don't want you to have a duff booking and I don't want to make an arse of myself. So, uh, you know, that was my, I was very honest yeah. with them. And they talked me through all of that. We had, so we, we probably had a few weeks whereby we were going back and yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. get a partner that can show you, because you, Sorry, I'm going to say nice things about you oh now. No. <laughs> You're attractive. You've got a good figure. You 59. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Fleur East? <laughs> yeah, I know. Did you see Debbie? What's her name? Debbie. But she McGee. was a trained Debbie ballerina. Oh, yeah. Still, she wasn't a trained ballerina. She did ballet when she was. No, she was a trained dancer. Anyway, yeah. we're not <laughs> expecting you to be Debbie McGee. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Katie and I will be sitting there rooting, and we'll vote for you. Oh, okay? Yes, we will, and also we'll be hoping that you get Giovanni. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says that. Everyone says that. I will be somewhere between Debbie McGee and Anne Widdicombe. No. Now, that's you the will, scale. Yes, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's not a bad scale. But you know what? I, I was at Heathrow Airport the other night, very late, flights cancelled. I was sort of filling in time, and I have taken to watching Anne Widdicombe videos <laughs> late in the evening. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether it's yeah. to console myself or to scare myself. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing to myself. Yeah. Oh, her being um, pulled across the floor. Well, 
And so I happened upon that one. I think it was the samba, and yeah. um, they were both. She looked like a newborn chicken, yeah, and, and uh, Anton had all these sequins on. But you know, I watched it, and I laughed and laughed and laughed. I mean, it was so funny, and yeah, he yeah. was so camp and funny. Too. Yes, but I genuinely was not laughing at her. Yeah, yeah. When it finished, I thought, bloody good on yeah. you. <laughs> You know, it, it was, I just thought, good on you and good yeah. on him. And, it, you know, I thought, do you know what? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it's great. You know. I think the, the whole costume situation will be amazing I, as I've well. still got a Get few those more amazing questions dresses. before you go into Sorry. the... Sorry, I just talked completely over you there. Yes, the dresses will be amazing and you will be a wee bit orange. And <laughs> as you know, I know Bill Bailey very well and... Bill Bailey was amazing, as you probably remember. Oh, you saw of him. course, yeah. And, I watched his Pasadoble the other night, funnily enough. Did you? <laughs> You've been well, doing your research. There's something about Bill that he has determination. He's not going to fuck up on television. Oh, he just threw you himself know? into and it. And he man. just, he worked with his partner and worked and worked and just... Did he really not have any dance experience? No, not at all. None. He danced with me at my 70th birthday. <laughs> because it's so funny, I bumped into, I hope I'm not telling her, James Jordan, mm. you know, who used to be on the show, yeah. and we were just chatting. This was before I, I was kind of announced, and Bill's name came up, and James said, there's no way that that guy hasn't had dance training. Really? No. He, no. He's a musician. He went, he, so he's, he's got so rhythm. He's got rhythm, but he's never He's got rhythm, as, but he can't dance to save himself. <laughs> Sorry, wow. Bill. Didn't mean that. <laughs> well, he, he obviously can, can now. now. Uh, but what he's but he was very fit. He became very fit. He he was fit when he started, but now, or it's during the time he just he he just worked towards it. That was you know yeah his goal. And I mean it's a, he was an inspiration. I thought. Oh yeah. God, he, he absolutely yeah. was. was great. And it is about. Just working with the people you... Just throw yourself into it. I mean, yeah. What's the worst thing can happen? <laughs> you can be dragged along the, the floor by... People <laughs> see my sparkly gusset. <laughs> oh, please enjoy it. Anyway. Yes. Um, how did you get into Loose Women? Uh, well, I mean, I just... I was kind of around by that time, you know. I mean, I had been freelance probably for about 10 years and it was 1999 and they were screen testing for... Um, this new female, I don't know whether they called it a chat show or a panel show, but basically, you know, The View in America, which predates Absolutely. Loose Women, yeah. um, was very, very popular. So somebody ITV had obviously seen that and thought they would like to do um, exactly a UK thing. version. Yeah. And so I was asked if I wanted to screen test for it. Um, so, well, you don't turn down a screen test, you yeah. never know where it's going to lead you. Yeah. And that was it. The rest yeah. is history. And I'm doing that, was it? hard because the tabloids seem to just uh, and magazines and everything they just write about them all the time i know i know you know and that must be really tiresome for you yeah it doesn't it doesn't there's certain ones they pick on they pick on colleen a lot um they're always yeah. writing stuff about her and yeah. feuds behind i mean it is increasingly and this kind of worries me from a journalistic point of view yeah. it is increasingly absolutely total fabrication yeah like yeah. not even a grain no, of truth yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, once upon a time there was a grain of truth that yeah. was kind of embellished or twisted or whatever but now i see stuff you know stuff at up. the supermarket thing and i think you are just straight out making that up yeah 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 what, what, how, what, can they, yeah. how can you deal with that exactly. no it's yes. just total stories yeah, so that's so awful i think once upon a time it used to kind of maybe upset people more because they thought oh well that that's not actually what it was that's been twisted but when you get to stage that you're looking at it thinking well jesus christ you've just made it up there's no point in getting yeah. upset about it because it's just total bollocks mm -hmm. so so all of them rise above it or well you yeah. certainly do. i mean you know you'll see some of you, oh god that's just ludicrous but i mean yeah what's the point of getting worked up about it yeah you know, but, you know. I just think it's. I just think it's sad that because it's called loose women. Yeah. They want to to make something of it. You know. Well, and I mean, we, we've all been through this all the time about you know, do you really like each other? Have yeah, you ever fallen yeah, out? Yeah. Is it bitchy, etc. And I mean, again, to go back to the footballing analogy, you know, do we ask if Gary Lineker gets yeah. on with um, yeah, no, Alan yeah. Shearer yeah, or yeah. whoever? Yeah. 
do we ask if it's bitchy in the, in the it's bullshit, yeah. right. not dressing room? What do they call it? The where do they get changed? Changing room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's Nathan. Um, you know, did, to see if you're all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody asks. I should say there's Nancy actually. Yeah, He's Nancy not Nathan Grinch. at the moment. Oh, Nancy um, yeah. I was drinking with her in the loft bar last night. Um, there she <laughs> is, looking fabulous. Um, you know, so. It, it just gets a bit tedious. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, just yeah. boring. I boring, boring, boring. I think that's one thing that, that Strictly has going for it is it's always quite positive. Yeah, and I, I think it's so. it's because it's a feel-good show, mm. it's not controversial unless... But you know what, even if I make a complete arse of myself, and obviously we're not ruling that out at this stage, um, <laughs> I have now come through... I started off when I, you know, agreed it came out. I thought, oh my god, what have I done? What have I done? What have I done? I'm so nervous. Uh-huh. I'm so nervous. And I was sort of a bit kind of self-absorbed by it. Sure. I've actually come out of that, and I think you know what? I'm really, really happy that I'm doing this because the response I've had in the last two weeks yeah. from real people uh-huh. that you meet in a cafe when I'm walking my dog or in a shop, just real people going, oh, good luck, you know, just really nice, you're just genuine, nice, no edge. And I think, you know, in this kind of business, you start to live in Twitter land, you live in social media land, and it plays with your head. But actually, what Strictly has done for me is made me realize that Twitter land and social media land is nothing compared to real people. And most real people, just smile and yeah. say, oh, yeah, yeah, good yeah. luck, yeah. hope it goes well, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, yeah oh, Jesus, you know, and, and, and so for that, I'm, I'm already grateful, you yeah. know, yeah. really grateful. Yeah. And so I was going to say, oh yes, Katie, you're going to ask about what life lessons. Yeah, so, I, yeah, life, what, what life lessons <laughs> has your parents or your mum in particular <laughs> passed on to you then? Um, well, I mean, my mum, uh, my mum really is my kind of, uh, well, hero, whatever you would call it, inspiration. Yeah. Um, you know, she just didn't let herself be defined mm-hmm. by other people's expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, my granny was a wonderful woman too, but I mean, they didn't, you know, have an education. They came from a place called Limerick, which is in the middle of nowhere, somewhere yeah. in the middle of Scotland that nobody will ever know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, my mum just wanted I hate that expression about to do to better herself you know yeah. it's an old-fashioned expression but sure. you know she wanted to fulfill her potential yeah, yeah you yeah. know and she didn't allow herself to be limited either by herself or by other people mm-hmm. and so that's a wonderful thing to yeah grown up with that yeah um yeah. My dad was always one for his saying, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and hard work never killed anyone yeah. and all that kind of thing. He loved, he loved a wee, yeah. wee saying. So the two that I love from my dad is fortune favours the brave. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's good. right. Yeah. Um, and the other one is never be afraid to ask a stupid question. Yes. Yeah, oh, I, very, thought, very I very always good. ask stupid questions. No, but yeah, you, but you've instilled that in me as... But it's, you know, it sounds kind of trivial, but actually it's important because we get quite wrapped up in our own sense of self-importance and how people are going to regard us and you don't want to sort of betray the fact that you don't know something. Uh Whereas actually, if you just say, oh God, I'm really sorry, I don't know about that. Can you tell me what it is? Yeah. Then yeah. you know something. Yeah. And there's no shame yeah, in totally. that. No. But you've always done that, is you've asked, the, asked questions when you didn't know something, and yeah, that's something that you've passed on It's the only way to you're going to sure. find out, isn't yeah. it? Exactly. Yeah, and sure. are you passing on life le- lessons to your daughter? Um, well, I hope so. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, when you, you know, as a parent, I think you get to a stage that they start to teach you as much as you teach them. Yeah. And, you know, my daughters are now 20 and 15 and a half. Mm -hmm. And they're their own people. Yeah. You know, they are their own people. And it's quite interesting when you get to a stage that you recognize that as a parent. And it changes the dynamic of your relationship. And um, I'm very proud of them. You know, I mean, obviously I love them, but I also like them (laughs) Um, and I'm very proud of them and so it's not as such intensive parenting anymore yeah 
Fifty um, and a half, though, is a difficult age. Yeah. In this day and age as well. Sure. Yeah, I it mean, is. My granddaughter is fifteen, going on sixteen. Yeah. And um, she's had a lot of little life lessons happening with friends at school, and yeah. you know all that kind of thing, and the way yeah. they behave to each other. Yeah. yeah. And all this on- online world as well. That yeah. Having to cope with. Yeah, it is, but but you know they deal with it really well. Yeah. 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 They do. And I get very irritated with older people, or people my age, you know, mm. who bemoan what's the younger generation, etc., etc. Yeah, because sure. most young people I know are hugely impressive, yeah. as impressive as any generation that has gone before them. Yeah. Um, I am entirely optimistic about the future. Yeah. I think it's safe in their hands. Yeah, good. And you know, we don't we don't own the world at this age. And yeah. You know, to be honest, we are just scared that we are going to we're going to die soon, which we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the world is going to keep turning. Yeah. And it's going to be as safe in the hands of yeah. twenty-year-olds now as yeah. it was in our hands. Definitely. That's right. Definitely. Yeah. It, it's life is scary, but you know yeah. we've got to live our lives as best yeah. we can. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, you've been an inspiration. Oh, <laughs> thank you so thank you much, so much. Okay, Adam. Thank you, thank you for and. Good luck with Strictly. Yes, we're so excited yeah. to see We you will be rooting for you. Absolutely. Thank you. I hope we don't let you so down. So this will be out <laughs> before you start, well, when you start training. When do you start training? Um, so the beginning of September, it kind of really starts to kick off, yeah. yeah. It's exciting. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said. Mama said, Mama said. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, my mama said. Mama said, Mama said.